This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach. This past week, I did a webinar, and the title of the webinar was Ring in Retention, How to Keep Your Agents Longer Than a Phone Call. And, you know, the, the title was, was kind of sarcastic, and I, I have a tendency to get sarcastic when I get frustrated or aggravated over a particular subject, and turnover in the contact center has just been going on for decades and decades and decades, and the ability to engage and retain really bright, great employees is just so, so difficult in the contact center. And I think that my sarcasm kind of got a, got a piece of my title when I came up with, you know, can you actually keep your agents longer than just simply a phone call? And one of the early slides that I put up was on why high, t- high turnover. And then I proceeded to go through all the different uh, challenges that you have with high turnover and, and what the most important ones were. And uh, they really all revolved around the culture of the organization. I mean, you've got your your basic turnover, which is kind of your built-in turnover that, you know, whatever that may be. And, and the reality is we're dealing with a very challenging environment where we've got these low entry, low paid, many times first time employees uh, that we're not paying a lot of money to. It's a stressful, monotonous, uh, uh, difficult job. And we just have turnover. It's just part of the Part of the scenario, they can go off and work somewhere else based on usually the amount that we're paying them. And <clears throat> the reality, though, is, is that with whatever that, that built-in turnover is, that's something we can kind of plan and, and embrace. And we have to learn how to be able to thrive in an environment where we're going to have some minimal turnover, whether that's inside your organization or you know, to someone down the road. That, that part of that's just going to happen. So we, we've got to figure out what that, that normal turnover is, and we have to find a way to thrive in that. But everything else that, that, that impacts turnover is related to your culture. And the single first step to that usually is revolved around hiring. And hiring is such a difficult component, and the very first thing that people focus in on when they, when they start talking about turnover is we're just not hiring correctly. And, and I knew that when I did my webinar that if I didn't stop and cover this one particular issue in a little bit of detail, that we'd never get anybody to listen to everything else. And uh, if you want to hear everything else, just let me know. You can reach out at mtamerproponacy.com, or you can reach me on LinkedIn, and you know I'd be happy to send you the full webinar. But the focus on turnovers seemed like a really great podcast subject. So I decided that in podcast 105, We'd focus on we'd focus on hiring and what some of the quick hits that we could have in hiring in order to be successful. So here are the quick hits for hiring podcast 105. First up is really just an just just a continuation 
of why there's high turnover. And that's that you've got to embrace your culture. And that starts with being clear exactly who you are and where you're going. I see this over and over again, that, that culture really does impact every part of turnover and retention. I mean, it, it, your culture is a reflection of what kind of front leadership, frontline leadership you have, whether they're really talented and really skilled, whether you've given them the tools necessary that they can coach, because we all know that the main reason people leave is because of usually the frontline leader or the person that you're directly, that's directly working for you. That's the first place that people leave is as a result of that connection. Not because they're not so, they're not, they weren't perfect or they weren't uh, the greatest supervisor or leader in the history of time. It's because when they start to look somewhere else at a job, either because of pay or they don't like the hours or they don't like the commute or they don't like working from their house or don't like working in the office, whatever the reason is, when they've got a great connection with their leader, when they've got a great connection with the person that they work for, they usually hate to leave. And they'll usually stick around longer, longer in a poor environment because they like their leader. So your frontline leadership and their skills and talents and ability to engage and connect are a huge component of that. Uh, you know, your culture, if every day is a fire drill and it's just, you're just horrible at workforce management because you can't keep enough people in their jobs and nobody shows up and you just don't, you're just not designed right out of the gates to have, you know, a, a, a legitimate chance at achieving your goals and achieving your ASA and all the other things that come with that. And every day is just a fire drill. You walk in and it's a, it's a firestorm and, you know, there's 50 calls in queue and it stays that way all day long. Uh, there's some organizations that, you know, their culture, they're just contract driven. If you're a BPO, this may be you. You're just, you're driven by the contract. So everything is, is a bare minimum standard associated with the contract. And if things start to get a little bit out of, out of, uh, out of, um, out of placement, then it, it doesn't matter because we're running off the contract. So we don't set high expectations. We don't pursue excellence because everything's all about the contract. Many organizations don't have the right tools. Uh, you know, the, the tools they have, they don't know how to use. Um, they haven't established and built any of the tools that are necessary to help them with retention. Uh, obviously, the main reason that I do these podcasts is because we have the kind of tools that, that help you retain, that help you engage. But they just don't have the tools. Um, or they've got the tools and they don't know how to use them. Uh, many, many people just don't admit who they are. And this really is part of that, that, that embracing your culture. If you are a fire drill... If you are a high stress environment, if, if it's really, really difficult, then you need to look for people that thrive in difficult circumstances. It happens in businesses all over the world. There are people that work in sewers. There are people that have been working in sewers for years and years and years. And that's just an environment that they can thrive in. And it's an environment that they're, they're capable of, of, of working in. And maybe it's the challenge. Maybe they, maybe they like to grit their teeth every day and, and go through the challenge of really difficult, hard jobs. Well, if that's the case, then when you interview and hire, you're going to be looking for people that are true grit kind of people, that they're kind of people that like the stress, that, that want to get in, that, that, that don't want to be bored, that want to get call after call after call after call, and, they, and they, they're challenged by it, and they thrive in it, and they thrive around other people, and they connect with other people that are like that. There's a lot of people that, that are okay with stress, that are okay with dealing with difficult circumstances, that... that that don't want to fight, but they can embrace the fight and then get their way through that. that that's, once you understand that and you recognize who you are, and, and maybe you've got a long-term plan to change it, but if you don't, you've got to embrace that so that you can begin to hire the kind of people that matter. Poor fundamentals is another area that just that's a reflection of your culture. You're just sloppy. 
you, you know what you need to do. I, I see this all the time. You know, we talk a lot about coaching with people and people say, yeah, yeah, we're, 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 we're really big into coaching. You know, we, you know, coaching, we're, we're, yeah, we're, it's really, coaching's really, really important to us. I mean, we're looking for 60% of their time in coaching. But then as we start to look at the center and we start to talk to them, they're not anywhere 60%. They don't train the people. They don't give them the tools necessary to help them. There, there's no other ancillary additional help that they're getting. They're not an environment that's encouraging. Um, they allow uh, leaders that, even though they want to be encouraging, they allow the Darth Vader's in. So they're, they just got poor fundamentals. And then finally, one that, that, that can happen quite often is you might just be in an area or territory where there's a whole bunch of other contact centers around you and they're just cleaning your clock and you just don't know how to compete with them. And again, that's a reflection of culture. Maybe you've got a, a lower salary or you know, somebody won't change or you know, the rest of the world you know, uh, can compete in that environment, but you just can't compete in this one. And you just never found a way out of it and, or never found a strategy that anybody will buy into, either your decision because you're the decision maker or you're not the decision maker, nobody will buy into it. And so you just consistently, you consistently just don't compete. But embracing your culture, being clear of exactly who you are or who you aren't, is one of the first steps to, to, to getting a better hiring quick hit because you'll, you'll hire more people that fit. You've heard me say in other podcasts that, that, that it's much more, hiring is much more like a fraternal or a sorority rush in the sense that we're looking for people that fit into our organization. But there are skills, there are attributes, there are challenges there are circumstances. There are the hours that you work, the number of calls that are in queue, the amount of support that you're going to get, uh, the amount of, of self-motivation that you have to have. There's so many other circumstances that the sooner you embrace where you are, it doesn't mean you can't change. It doesn't mean that you can't plan to be moving in a different direction or to get better at many things. But first off, it starts with just embracing who you are so that you can, you can move forward and get the very best for where you are now. We see it over and over again that in, in training class, you teach one thing, but then people get out on the floor and they learn the real culture. So you, you tell them one thing about who you are and then, and then they get on the floor and, and they find out somebody else tells them, listen, that's not the way the things are. I know they say that, but that's not really what they do. I've been here 15 years. They never do that. They say it, but they don't ever do it. So once you embrace your culture and then, of course, you align your training and all the other components to reflect that culture, you'll be better off. Second up is uh, quick hit is to use and learn, your, and learn from your trainers. I've never met a trainer on planet Earth that didn't tell me they couldn't tell you who was gonna make it and who was not going to make it within the first 15 minutes of being with them. And maybe it's just them bragging, but I've heard it so often, they can just tell. Why not make use of that skill? Why don't you make use of that experience and, and rotate them through the hiring module? Put a trainer in your hiring. Put a training in your heart, rotate them through if you've got more than one trainer. If you don't have more than one trainer, train another trainer, put your hiring people, people that are gonna hire, put them in the training classes, let them watch, let them experience, because it'll make a huge difference in the people that you hire. And if you can't do that, then your trainers ought to be meeting with the people that you hire uh, on a regular, consistent basis, talking about the skills and attributes of people that are successful. Record your interviews, if that's something that you're allowed to do with HR, and let the trainers listen to them and say, yep, right there, I can tell you that person's not gonna make it. Or maybe there are some questions that the trainers would recommend that you ask. And if you've done part of this but haven't done it in a while, go back and do it again because there may be more information to learn. I love rotating trainers through hiring. 
I love having former trainers that being a promotion spot to go into hiring. It's just a great way to um, great way to get some people on the front line that can help you identify the people that you want to hire. And yes, you've also got supervisors and team leads that have the same experience. Rotating them through as well is equally important. Next up is one of the ones that I think is the most brilliant. I heard this from Tim Montgomery maybe six months to a year ago, and that is let your employees hire the people. They're the ones that are going to have to work with them. They're the ones that, that excel in that environment. And I'm talking about your roses, maybe some daisies, definitely not any weeds, but let them hire them. Maybe you have a, a, maybe you have a, um, you know, a panel of employees that, that interview people or they do it as a team or a group or you, know, you rotate people through. But what a great way to make sure that you get people that they designate, hey, listen, I think that person can make it here. Plus, it's a great opportunity for them to connect. I'm sure you have employees coming through your new hire classes to begin to get them acclimated to what's going to happen on the floor. But I'm talking about doing it in the hiring environment so we really get to make a connection right out of the gates and people get to see and, and get a view and maybe even ask some questions about what it's really like to work there. And I promise you, your employees can pick out people that will excel, people that will thrive in the organization. And so, yes, you're going to have to take them off the phone. Yes, it's going to affect things, but isn't that one of the great, you know, one of the great benefits, one of the one of the great perks that you give your talented skills people is 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 time off the phone, maybe to do some research or something else. And what what better way to do it than to do some hiring for you? Next up, uh, uh, hiring cricket is to focus on your strengths, whatever whatever that is that makes you different. Share those. I was in an organization that said the biggest challenge that they had with turnover was is that people got into their organization. And they just, they just went out into the company. They were, they were immediately stolen by different parts of the organization and that their contact center was like the single biggest place where people came to steal people. And so they were constantly having to replace people because they were moving out of the contact center in the organization. That's the single best attribute that you could have and ought to be the number one thing that you tell every single human being that comes into your organization for any sort of an interview or you try to get them in for an interview to get them hired, that they can move throughout the organization. That's literally the best attribute that you can have of your center is that people can move within your organization. They've got to, that that's the spot that they come in, they learn the business, and then they infiltrate the rest of the organization. Very rarely do you have somebody that, that grew up and wants to be in the contact center. I mean, they want to be in marketing, they want to be in engineering, they want to be in administration, maybe they want to be president of the United States, I don't know. But if that's your strength, then you need to play to that. If you offer a lot of independence for the people to be able to, to, to pick their schedules, lead with that. If it's stressful and people that are challenged and like a challenge and don't get bored and don't want to be sitting around, you know, twiddling their thumbs you know, waiting for some sort of work to happen, this is a place that you're gonna work all day long. You can get, you get more work, you can get more hours, you can get overtime. Uh, maybe, maybe they wanna learn, and maybe, you, maybe you're, one of your strengths is you've got really strong training. Well, tell them about it. Or maybe you've got really strong coaching where, where they're gonna love the people that they work with, and they're gonna, they're gonna be engaged, and their, their leader's gonna challenge them. Tell them that that's their strength. Maybe they're gonna leave with some skills that they'll be able to use in other parts of the other other parts of whatever their career may be for whatever the season is that they're with you, tell them about it. If you've got great uh, technology, tell them about it. Whatever your strengths are, play to them. Whatever it is that makes you different. And if you don't know what it is, ask your 
Ask the people that work there, what's the best part about working here? I mean, it, it may be, maybe some answers that will make you shudder. Yeah, yeah, people leave you alone here. Nobody bothers me. I can just do what I want. You know, when I'm successful, nobody, everybody leaves me alone. I'm not saying that's a good management style, but maybe that's one of the strengths that you have that you can say, listen, you know what? If you're a star here, you can pretty much do what you want. You know, as long as you do your job, we're going to leave you alone and you're going to be your own, be your own boss. You can go do that. I'm not saying that's great culture, but that may be who you are. And so whatever your strengths are, jump with them. And then next up is to just stop the mistakes. Just change. If you know why, you know why you struggle to hire. If you know the issues that you're having, change them. I'm going to, I'm going to, then my next point is going to talk a little bit more about the employee journey, but you know what? Get out of the denial phase. If you can sit here right now and say, Michael, I can write down the four reasons why we can't hire really well and, and what keeps us from hiring, uh, then fix them. And if the single number one answer is that you don't pay enough and that's not fixable, then don't put it down on the paper. Go to the second one. Because there's no reason to continually look at that. Okay, now we have to be lower paid. Well, if we're lower paid, what sort of a strategy do we have to have around lower paid? I would tell you the first place you'd look would be immediately at your frontline leaders and, and um, team leads and, and supervisors because they need to be extraordinary because you can pay less money if the connection they're going to have with their frontline and the training that they're going to get and the leadership skills that they're going to learn and the career skills that they're going to learn and the opportunity to get much, much better at what they do is extraordinary, you can sell that. You can say, listen, we pay less, but the environment that you're in here is spectacular. Your leader is great. Uh, some of the other tools and skills, we've got a great cafeteria. Whatever they are, we've got great schedules. Whatever the other components are, whatever your strengths are, you can, um, you know, you can definitely focus on those. But, but if you've got mistakes, you need to get them down. You need to change them. I, I quite often say that you know, if you're looking for a promotion or you're looking for uh, an increase in pay or a bonus, you need to stand out. And the best way to stand out is to fix a problem that your leader has. Remember, what your boss finds interesting, you find fascinating. And if this is an area that's important to the organization and they're struggling with retention, then, then you know what, and you know what the mistakes are, then put together a plan to help fix them. You don't have to fix all 10 of them, just fix one of them. Come up with a plan, be the leader, volunteer, go do it. That's how you stand out. That's how you get a promotion. That's how you get a bonus. That's how you get a pay raise. So you get a different job to try to do different something or maybe an additional challenge. If you're a rose and that, and that, and, and that means something to you, that, 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 that affected you, then go do that. And then finally, from a hiring quick hit, is you really need to focus on the entire employee journey. I mean, we all know that the longer we keep people around, the less hiring that we have to do. We, see the, uh, uh, we, we look at the contact center through four lenses, and that's the, that's the new hire lens, the nesting lens, first steps on the floor, and then every day. Those all really need to look the same. We see so many organizations that lo lose people either right before they get out on the floor or right after they get out on the floor. And usually the main reason is, is, that, the, is that these new employees, their world turns upside down. Because whatever they had going on in, in, in new hire and nesting, the whole world changes when they get out on the floor. And it could change for any number of reasons. But the sooner that your new hire class looks a lot more like your everyday, 
with engagement or gaming or coaching or additional information or an opportunity for career skills or schedules or pay or all the other things that come with it. When you create an environment that that is consistent across the board, you create an environment that makes it easier to hire because it makes it easier to hire because we, we can eliminate turnover, which means that we can then not be so desperate to pick anybody up. Let me explain desperation to you. I talked to an organization the other day that is literally hiring people and they're not even interviewing them. They're so desperate for people that they're just telling them to show up for work. Well, you can imagine what their, what their, uh, what their ratio is of people that actually stick around. I mean, it's, it's nuts. It's, it's terribly bad. But they've, they've gone so far to the point that they're just desperate to get anybody that, that can move. And, and systemically, they've got so many other challenges that they need to fix. If you don't focus on the entire employee journey, if, if the everyday doesn't look a lot like nesting, a lot like new hires, you're, you, you lose because people don't know how to, they don't know how to fit because what they thought was going to happen isn't going to happen. And if they don't make a connection with their peers, if they don't make a connection with their leaders, if they don't make a connection with the company, and they don't make a connection with your customers, early, early on, starting a new hire, all the way through, you lose them. And when you lose them, you got to hire again. So embrace your culture, use and learn your trainers, uh, let your employees be part of the hiring, which I think is the best quick hit you can have. Focus on your strengths, stop the mistakes, and focus on the entire employee journey. I don't know whether all of them are something that means something to you or just one of them. I just want you to do something. I hate being sarcastic and saying how to keep your agents longer than a phone call, but the reality is in some instances it's almost true. Listen, Hiring is a big challenge in a contact center. Why don't you take some pieces of this podcast, put them to use, go get yourself a raise or promotion, or go make a difference. Go stand out. I tell you every week that you can be a great leader. It just takes a lot of hard work and focus. Maybe the focus ought to be on hiring. Maybe you've got something to contribute there. But you also need to be looking for somebody to come alongside you and help you. Do you have a mentor yet? If you've listened to this, it's 105 podcasts. Man, I hope you have one by now. Or are you a mentor yourself? Are, are you, have you picked a lane that you can work in or maybe overall, and are you mentoring someone else? It's, it's the best way to give back. It's fulfilling. It's encouraging. And, and it, it, it's something that, that's great for you and, of course, spectacular for the person that you're bringing along. Listen, if you want a copy of the webinar that I did, which goes into a whole bunch of other ways that you can engage and improve agent retention, uh, you know, again, send me an email or uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to send it to you. Uh, always looking for new podcast ideas, areas that you want me to cover, things you want me to focus on. Uh, if you do, please let me know. If you like the podcast, tell somebody else. Uh, send it out. Uh, if you don't like the podcast, keep it to yourself. Don't tell anybody else. Uh, and thanks for listening. It's been great to talk to you this week. Look forward to talking to you next. Have a great week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.